All right, welcome to Your List, My Command, where we finally go through our lists of shame the only way we know how, peer pressure. And here I am back again to peer pressure Derek into watching some goddamn cartoons. Who would believe it? Dave, the proprietor of anime, is back again <laughs> to get Derek to watch some good cinema. Uh, so here we are to talk about Princess cinema. Mononoke. So, um... Tell me about your, I mean, I'm sure we probably mentioned a little bit of, on the Akira episode, but what about this particular brand of anime, this director, Miyazaki? Do you have any connection to Miyazaki? Are there ones that you've seen? Are you interested in them at all? Because this, this is like, um, you know, in terms of anime, like this is kind of like Scorsese Spielberg level. Like Miyazaki is known as like the master of this form. So where do you stand uh, with your experience with Miyazaki? I had never heard of him. Hayao, Hayao Miyazaki, yes. Or okay, I or I never heard of this director before. I had never seen, obviously, obviously because it's the whole premise of the show, Princess Mononoke, um, or any of the subsequent films like uh, is, is Spirited Away. Is that yep, yep? Okay. That's also Miyazaki. Yes. Uh, mm-hmm. So. Um, no Howl's Moving Castle. No, none no, of that. No, no, no other tunes. Um, wow. so. I can't believe that I am the one here. Yeah, <laughs> see these. This is this is ruining my rep. You understand this? Oh God, no! God forbid You're Keith or Jared You're ever. Guy. You're the tune god now. <laughs> god Maybe. forbid Jared or Keith in our group chat would find out about this. I'll never live it down. This is. Um, this is it's it's funny though because I had heard of this film for uh, decades now, and yeah. the reason for that specifically is because of the one person we didn't mention, Tangible Teddy. Really, it's one of his favorite. I think it's one okay. of his favorite films. And when uh, and you I'm know, taking I, a star I, off just for that, uh, yeah, <laughs> I, as you should, as you should. We I, I can't remember exactly when he first brought it up. To me because you know we've known each other since high school but i know in college he talked about this damn movie all the time and then mm. he, he and i lived together uh, you know around 2011 2012 uh like our part of our apartment was uh, covered in princess mononoke posters and i'm like oh god what is this like silly swashbuckling nerd shit or whatever love, it is. Are there I swords? love the, I love the lack pirates? of the lack of respect for your friends that you find out they love a movie so much. <laughs> yeah. It's one of their favorite movies of all time. They have posters of it, and you're like, "Fuck that movie! I'm not watching that." Mm, <laughs> the Batman, the Batman. Let me just say that you respect hey, my yeah my. Uh, I watched that. Yeah. I watched that in the theater. I own a copy of it. It's fine. Do you? I didn't the, think so. Of the Batman. <laughs> I thought you... So, Princess Mononoke. Uh... <laughs> oh, God. This was, obviously, first time watched. I just watched it mm-hmm. recently, obviously. And um, I have nothing to say about this movie at all. <laughs> I've got no no emotions, no thoughts, no... I'm kidding. Wow. No, before, wow. no, I'm gonna. I'm going to. I, I, it's a secret how I feel about this movie. Okay. I, well, I, won't, I won't give it away just yet. I, I want to know... I'll, and I'm going to assume that this is one of your favorite mm-hmm. anime films ever. Would that be a correct? Inter- I, be, you know, beyond of- yes, uh, okay. beyond that, it's one of my favorite animated films ever. I think it's legitimately a classic of the form. It's a five star movie. I think it has a lot to say about 
not only where we were headed in our treatment of the earth in 1997, but where we have continued to go. Hmm. And I find it particularly interesting because it is for the first hour and a half, it's wildly cynical, but ends on a hopeful note, um, which is not easy to do the way that this movie is structured. Uh, Yeah. And I think it's, I think it's beautiful. Um, All jokes aside, I would love to say all cartoons are stupid and they're not real cinema and all that. Uh, but this is wonderful. Like I, I've watched this probably five or six times since, and I didn't see it when it came out. It came out in 97. Uh, I probably didn't see it till like probably 2005, somewhere around then. Uh, cause I was not, I mean, I'm, I'm still not like we joke about it. I had joked about doing a podcast with our friend Keith about anime, mainly because like as fun as it is for me to be like, fuck anime, all of it sucks. Sure. It's ridiculous. There's. Of course, there's going to be like nuggets of gold um, in any type of cinema, in any format. And I would like because it's overwhelming. Right. Mm -hmm. And I think there is probably a good way to go about being introduced to anime and getting more experience. But if you just dive in and watch something random, I think you're going to get turned off. And just be like, well, this is nonsense. This is silly because I don't have the context. Um, But this is one that works. Uh, that it, yeah, would this be one that is the accessible? Yeah, I th- I think it's pretty. Might... I th- I think it's pretty approachable. It has, of course, fantastical elements, right? I mean, it starts off with this like demon infested boar that he has to take yes. down. To be honest, that was pretty gross to look at. It was super something gross. about that. Yes, it, absolutely, it makes me oddly uncomfortable. Yes, and then you have sequences where he's you know pseudo controlled by this infestation and he's shooting arrows that are literally taking off people's heads. So you have that kind of anime stylized violence going on. And then you have an overall message and it's got a spiritual component, but I don't, at least for me, I don't feel like any of it is unreachable. Like I think it's all pretty accessible stuff. So I think this is a fine place to start because it is, there are other anime films that are clearly for children um, mm-hmm. Spirited Away being one of them. Ponyo is another one of them that is very much child focused and a little below the average cinema goer. And I don't think this one ever dips into that hyper silliness that a lot of not just anime, but animated film gets sure. into. Like a lot of times people will be like, this is actually an animated film for adults and it's fucking you know, Toy Story, and you're like, is it? <laughs> like, it's, right. you know, there is stuff for adults in those movies, but they are... That's very their, clearly... It's a kid's movie, right? And I'm not... I don't feel like this one is. Like, I feel like this one is pretty dark and doesn't really cater to the child's appetite when it comes to cartoons. I mean, thematically, it's... A, it's the, You need to be an adult to understand, like, the abstract kind yes. of concepts that are associated with uh, um, life and spirit and uh, the rape and exploitation of all those things. Right. Like, so yeah, Yeah. absolutely. I look at this film as being in contrast to my feeling on Akira, where I'd always wanted to see Akira and it looked really cool. And I walked out of it, essentially turned the TV off (laughs) and shoulder slumped a little bit. And I walked into this, shoulder slumped, <laughs> fucking fantastic, Dave. This is a great movie. It is a fantastic experience. Oh, love it. Love um, it. Almost across the board, and I was utterly shocked. And when mm-hmm. I say 
it, I turned, you know, I start the film laying there. Uh, I'm like, all right, let me just get through this. Fine. Dave. I so must. I can, I'll give him five <laughs> minutes of me saying something and, and this, that, and the other. And I'm actually reading a cookbook at the time. And uh, <laughs> I'll be honest. And uh, then I was like, wait a minute. I feel for what's going on with Prince Prince Ashitaka. Like this, mm-hmm. this isn't, a, you know, he, he, this is a journey that he has to go on. But then the film is so much larger than his yes. individual situation. And he is so uniquely aware of that, mm-hmm. even more so than the title character, right? Yeah. Even more mm-hmm. so than Wolf Girl or whatever we want to call it. Yes, but I mean, yes. it's, 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 um, it's in some ways a love story and mm-hmm. in, in a lot of ways it's a, it's a love story, but there's so many moving parts and there's no, there, there is no explicit evil. Right, right, that, right, right. I mean, these these folks, uh, even um, the, no one is twirling a no, mustache here. No, They're all no. doing what they think is best for their particular situation. Even if that doing what is best is selfish, it's not like they're just like I'm out to rape and pillage the world. Ha ha ha! It's not right. that kind of movie. It's like I'm protecting my people. I'm doing the right thing in this moment, and I'm not. I don't have the foresight to see what my actions will what it will what it will bring to right. all of us right because it's about like universal connection and how everything we touch and it's not as if oh the animal world is good and they all do the right things there's still some actions taken by those in the animal world that are like you're not seeing this for what it is we have to find a way to work together or we're all doomed uh, and honestly it is not a historically like westernized perspective on any of this stuff other than from maybe like a first nations kind of (laughs) idealized like understanding of this interconnected nature of all of this around us and that that's ultimately if if one area suffers um or is uh, exploited or taken advantage of none of this works right none of this works right and you're right. No one, everyone else has as linear thinking. It's not bad thinking necessarily, right. but it is very linear. Even Lady uh, Eboshi, right? Like she's not a yeah. horrific character by any stretch. You go she, when you walk in into like her hidden garden area and all of her bandaged up, you know, like leprosy having yeah. uh, folks. Uh, <laughs> she is taking care of these people. She's giving the women guns. Right. right to protect not only the city but themselves in so many ways, and so. I just thought that there were a lot of interesting and unique themes mm-hmm. that I did not expect. Even in like, even I would say, even after the first five minutes, I, I was like, okay, I could, I could see myself rolling with this because, mm-hmm. like you said, there are a lot of fantastical elements that are established yes. pretty early on. <laughs> um, the only time that I I had my uh, my you know taking my foot out of the water here and not being all <laughs> in was. It's like, all right, the spirit of the forest is a giant headless uh, entity walking across this. And I'm like, oh, yeah, here it is. Here's the anime bullshit. (laughs) (laughs) But, and again, uh, if I I don't know if I would have started, if I could have started the film from beginning from our life and said, hey, just give this a chance and and we'll see what I, I, I don't know. I would say of the animes I have seen, this is the most ex- uh, accessible. So maybe, uh, but but while we were, while I did have it on, she would just walk in and out of the room and she's like, oh, "What the fuck is this?" You know, like it's uh, Dave again. I don't know. It's Dave again. <laughs> but you know who was invested? The four-year-old. Mm-hmm. 
I mean, mm-hmm. I mean completely. Uh, and so yeah, it's not it's not for kids, but it's it's not a a film that's anti kid, right? Because yeah, we see animated films that are like you don't want your child. Yeah, fuck to, them kids anime. Fuck, it's, yeah. a, it's a fuck them <laughs> kids anime. And it it was uh, it's so it's such a beautiful film, yes. right? Like visually, it's stunning. It's like a like an impressionist painting, right? Yeah, like some it's of those definitely one of those you could pause at any moment and just be like, oh my God, like put this on yes. a wall. Like this is stunning, stunning to look at. If you rec- recall like Ran, right? When we watched mm. that and like the, the moments where they're in uh, out in the fields, but there it's just such a stark contrast of the of the green foliage and the the, the colors of their, their attire. Yep. And you were just, you could just pause it and be like, that's, that's beautiful. really that's really beautiful, and that's kind of yeah. how I felt watching this. Even mm-hmm. as uh, you know, uh, Ashitaka is just just you know rotting his his that's so cool animal so cool. through the forest. I'm just yeah. like it, it. It's a beautiful film uh, that I really enjoyed. Totally, which is not yeah. good. This is a good podcast. <laughs> yeah, it is good. I You're like right. That movie. It is good. Yeah. So here's something I noticed watching it now is that you know I've watched this movie five or six times, so. Usually when you watched a movie that much, like you're like, okay, this is the part that this happens. All right. Yeah. 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 Okay. 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 And it's not that kind of movie uh, because I don't think it's dialogue dependent. It's much more visually dependent. And like you mentioned, it is so big and so broad and about so many things that you could watch this five or six times and get new things out of it mm-hmm. every single time. Like I, I think the first time I watched it, I had a similar reaction. He was like this fucking fucking forest thing what the fuck (laughs) like who gives a shit like but this time i'm watching it and just like and if you look at it from from a fantasy element it's things you've seen before if you've watched i mean i'm i'm definitely reminded of like you know tolkien stuff like the the elves walking through the forest and leaving you know middle earth and that kind of thing and it has that same kind of energy to it um but i'm amazed that a movie so broad can also be so personal um like you you get a real feeling a real structure of who these characters are their wants and needs their desires their reasons for living their reasons for doing certain things it's impressive because you get it kind of from all sides in this movie even the you know i assume you watch the english dub that's what i always watch right um because they get such great (laughs) <laughs> great uh voices for this i mean and this you've got billy bob thornton as the you know the guy only out for himself played perfectly billy crudup as your as ashitaka your your lead character and billy crudup has one of those great voices that can seem younger than it is and the naivete comes through but not in a way that's obnoxious like you you understand why he's doing what he's doing like he is literally he's given up his life for his people like he has taken, essentially he's taken the bullet for everyone else. And now he is leaving and trying to fix what he can fix. And he realizes quickly that this world is too big for one person to get a grasp on. It's too big for one person to fix all the problems. We have to fix the problems on not only a national, but an international level. And it's smaller in this movie, right? It's like warring tribes, essentially. But I think what Miyazaki is getting at is that we can't have one superpower fix all the mistakes that we have made to reverse this. We actually have to actually come together and make wildly drastic change for us all to work together on this level so we can fix what we have all done. There's not, there's not an enemy 
here. We are the enemy. All of us combined are the enemy. So the only thing that can fight it is all of us together working in the opposite direction. And it's it's so well done here. Like, it's definitely um, an analog for the world we live in, but still entertaining. It's not... I don't think it ever comes across as shaking its finger at us. It's not, like, it's oh, not you, yeah, no, it's no. just like, this is the fucking way it is. And we have a choice. Yeah. We can continue fighting each other for resources or we can work together to build more. And it, you know, and it leaves it up to you. Like, okay, what do you want here? Right. Well, do it, you... it works by not villainizing, right. All of these characters, because that's, that's where you get into the preachy elements, right. If, totally. if emotion and everyone else are just to their core, your, your normal stock villains, mm-hmm. then it gets into the, all right, Jesus, not everybody is maliciously cutting right. down trees just to piss on them. Right. Like that's not how right. that looks. Totally. I do have a question for you, uh, based on this and a previous episode. So what happens if you swap Frank Serpico and <laughs> <laughs> drop him in this world where he's seeing all this bullshit go on? And then what would happen if Ashitaka is trying to talk to the police? Right. I mean, I think both of them get their fucking heads taken off <laughs> in one way or another. I think they are in the right movies, for sure. Yes. Just imagine Serpico just running around, just you know, talking to Boshi and yeah. all these women that are just running after him. Yes, that, you that dirty motherfuckers. Why don't you fix it? <laughs> like, just... just... Yelling and cursing and smoking and... Yeah. I, you know what? Would watch. Would, would watch yes, that. Yes, 100%. Would. Yes, it would be a short movie, but it would be enjoyable <laughs> for sure. Yeah, I think I think this movie is like truly, I mean, not to get too whimsical about this stuff, but it's like, it's a work of art. Like he's, Miyazaki is operating on all cylinders here. There's a reason why he's seen as the greatest at what he does, um, because there, there are so many interconnecting strands in this movie. It's, there's so much that there's no way you can catch it all on one viewing. Like it is a movie and there are very, very few movies like this that actually are rewarding on multiple levels on multiple viewings. Like there's because it's not frustrating. If that makes sense. Like I didn't feel as though, and I, and I I didn't really understand at the beginning that there would be that many moving parts, right? Mm -hmm. Like I thought it would be a much more, direct narrative specifically with Ashitaka uh, and mm-hmm. meeting up with Princess Mononoke and boom, 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 dun, 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 right? It and is crazy like, how it separates, right? It, Where it it's does. like the first 40 minutes, it's all Ashitaka all the time. And then all of a sudden it's like it zooms out and then it's like, okay, you know this story. We've been here before. We've been on the hero's journey before. But let's take a look at how that intersects with geopolitical intrigue like that's that's really where it goes to and of course it does it on a smaller level and you have these warring bands and you have this animal kingdom aspect too and i like the fact that it doesn't deify nature it isn't like all the animals want the right things the boars are like man fuck this shit i don't care <laughs> if we fuck they were like i don't care if we fucking die i'm gonna i'm gonna eat i'm gonna fucking kill some men on the way out if i gotta die like it's just like Oh, so we gotta, we gotta wrap our heads around this too, that there is not, not only is there not a bad guy, there's not a good guy either. Like even Ashitaka, he's, he's naive. He doesn't understand why everything is happening. He's only on his one quest, right? And then his world gets phenomenally larger. 
Um, and he has to kind of deal with that and try to wrap his head around giant wolves and warring tribes and fights for resources. And he's like, uh, wait, uh, that's not really what I signed up for here. Um, I was just trying to save my tribe uh, and make sure we all don't die. That's my. And then he's like, OK, how do I how do I deal with all this? Right. I think, you know, the only things that I kind of roll my eyes at in this movie and it's. Standard kind of anime stuff that kind of like, oh my god, he's so cute, tee hee hee, like that stuff is kind of like... They do <sighs> hit you with it pretty heavily. They do, uh, they do. But it is, that was I mean, the only part I was like, is yeah. Derek gonna tune out here? Like, that's... that's oh no, the... <laughs> that's when I was all in. <laughs> <laughs> you just want to see Ashitaka just yeah, making sweet, his sweet way back through the... <laughs> Again, would watch uh, in the privacy of my own home. No one else would know, but definitely would watch. <laughs> talking with a pimp walk, walk the iron just village. see walking through the iron village. That is. <laughs> I do wish this was a video medium right now, so you could have seen oh, Derek Seawalk in his pristine yeah. office. That's that the best part. <laughs> yeah, but I think I think the you know, capital A anime stuff is limited here. There's not a lot of, you know, for lack of a better term, like kind of buffoonery. Like there's not that kind of like silliness here. It is a very, I wouldn't say it was dour. It's just a serious movie. Like it is very much like, like we said, like I'm glad that your four-year-old was entertained. Lots of bright colors, lots of pretty things to look at. You know, dudes riding on horseback, shooting arrows. This is fun. But, like, when you really get into it, like, this truly is. Like, it's a movie for adults. It's a movie for people who are thinking about their future and what it means. And it is a very – it is a hyper-liberal movie. Like, conservatives would hate this shit. Like, this is not for them, for sure. But it is – and it goes back to some of these – some abstract themes. I think for some conservatives, they wouldn't even – they would almost watch it like my four-year-old watched it. Right, like the ooh pretty, uh, and again, yeah, ooh pretty, and because uh, again, tangible Teddy, former conservative, one of his favorites. That's right. Now Maybe he watches this, it through new eyes. Is this what changed him? This is what radicalized. Tangible he started recycling the next day. <laughs> it's like I got to do something. It's, we're back to somebody's got to do something. It's strange that like there are. Like we've, you know, over the last four episodes, like there have been some connective tissue, right? Yeah, a little you know, bit. You know, obviously the the race relations connective tissue of uh, guess who's coming to dinner. Sw- and wait, I back. can make this work. So okay. Okay. Princess Go. Mononoke brings home. Oh, she, no, I can't make this work. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to think how the wolf business <laughs> plays into the guess who's coming to, to dinner. Uh, this uh, interracial, inner. Because we have, you know, we have the race relations of the first two movies and then we have, you know, one person standing up for what's right and trying to gather the right people, which you could argue Serpico fails at, right? Because no one, things are still essentially the same. And in this movie, it's like there is a hopeful ending to this. It is is a movie that that inspires that level of like, if we all actually get together and do what's right for all of us and we stop, you know, voting against our self-interest, let's say, since we both live in Kentucky, there's (laughs) there's certainly a connection there. there. Yeah, Yeah, we we can certainly, we can actually make a palpable difference. There is something to be done. It's so easy, especially now in 2023 with the way that climate change and global warming has gone to lose hope and to just be like, well, 
F it. You know, there's nothing we can do now. I might as well do whatever I want. And it's like, no, we can make a palpable difference here if we actually take action together and not just in our own private lives, but in the public sphere, in the way that we vote, in the way that we make political change. Like we, it is frankly our job as members of the human race to hold ourselves accountable and to hold those in power accountable. Because really, you know, me not eating a Chick-fil-A or me recycling is not going to make a difference. But if we can start to, I don't know, stop people from flying fucking private jets everywhere they go, then we can actually make an impact on the environment and the change that we need. And I think Mononoke does a good job at bringing it to a level that everyone can understand because it is in this fantastical environment and we we can separate our own experiences from it and be like, yeah, that's the right thing to do. But then if you think more deeply about it, it's like, okay, what would be the right thing to do in our situation? And I think that's what this movie is really getting at. Ashitaka uh-huh. decides that he gets to go back to his village. Mm-hmm. Now he's, he's decided he's going to marry San, right? So sure. He's going to introduce to <laughs> the parents. And they're okay with it at first, but then Son gets a call from Wolf Mom and says, oh, I didn't know you were in the neighborhood. I would like to come too. So <laughs> now Ashitaka's parents have to meet their new in-laws, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Wolf Mom. <laughs> Guess who's coming to dinner too? Yes. There I think as, as long as Son doesn't start like sucking blood off of the wolf, mm. I think I think we'll be okay. Well, I think. Just, you know, not, it, it's ethnocentrism to assume that that's not okay. Right, we wouldn't do it over here. That's if that's your get down, that's fine. That's right. I'm not here to yuck anyone's yum. You you have a good time. There you go. <laughs> All right. So I'm very glad that we watched this. I'm very glad that you enjoyed yes. it. I was worried. Greatly. You know, it's. Yeah. I think I think animated film is tough. I think I think sometimes um, where you're at in your life matters, and where what your mood is like when you watch something like this, because if you're already going into it, like, man, fucking cartoons, which I often do, I think it can it can color your perception of it. So I'm glad that you ended up having a good time. I love that you had the opposite reaction where you walked into Akira like, yeah, I can't wait for this. This is going to rule. Then you walked out like, fuck, that's uh, it's not for me. And then you walked into this like, this probably isn't going to be for me. And it won you over. It's uh, that's the power of cinema. It can, yeah, it's, it can win it's you very over. odd. And, 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 you know, kind of, my, I guess one of my last points on the idea on it was that I was surprised that what won me over was not what is profound in the film, which is it's not just witty, but it's it, there is humor. There yes. is humor, but it's a smart humor. It's not jokey. It's yeah. not jokey. And I think that was one of the first moments where I looked up like, oh, okay. Okay. Close, close my book, move it to the side. Okay, you have no my more attention. cookbooks for now. No more cookbooks. Yes. Um, right. Yeah, so I, yeah, I, I will be revisiting uh, this film and will probably have to own it. Nice. Yes. I love it. No posters, though, because no, Adam, that's the limit. Uh, Teddy tainted that. So yeah, yeah, you'll never hear the end of that. Don't do that. All right. So, do you remember what you have uh, picked for me next week? I think it's a film titled "Funny Face." That is correct. Is that? Is, is, am I, wow, I'm on it, trying. Yeah, it's incredible. Look at you. Well Look done. at me. Look at well God. Done. Look okay. at God. Before we go, let me see if "Funny Face" is available for streaming for our. Hardcore fans, I'm sure, who want to watch this with us. And also, I want to know where I can... All three of you. 
Yes, uh, absolutely. Two, two of which are us, actually. So yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's on. It's on Paramount Plus. So if you have Paramount Plus, you can watch Funny Face for free, or you can rent it uh, for about three or four bucks on Amazon and Apple TV. Any criterion uh, for that? No, no, I do not. I do not believe so. No, a miscarriage of justice. A miscarriage of justice. Yes, definitely. So we will be watching Audrey Hepburn and Fred Astaire in Funny Face. So join us for that, or find us on Twitter at Day Stew at Darn That Dave, or on Letterbox at Day Stew at Dave A. Giannini. I won't spell it this time. Figure it out for yourself. (laughs) They call me G I A N N I N. Uh, something, something, yeah, stop. something. You got it. I know, I'm back up here in the space, you know. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we will see you next time as we continue our journey in cinema in our list of shit.